12 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Just came out of our wrap there of the top business stories with Markwe Masilela taking a look at, uh, yeah, Avenge looking for, a, I guess, an additional rights offer. They managed to raise around 392 million rand in the previous round. And uh, now hoping, I guess, some of the commitments that were made then might come to pass. We also took a look at the devaluation of the uh, Nigeria Naira. Uh, and uh, on the back, of course, there of uh, yeah, some pressure from the International Monetary Fund. You might want to comment on those. Uh, and if so, uh, do give us a ring on 089-110-3377. Also, we're out on Twitter on at MetroFMSA. Use the hashtag there, MetroFMTalk. Now, uh, many of you would know we have an ongoing series with our friends from the Small Enterprise Development Agency. And uh, every Tuesday, we take a look at uh, everything in the world of small and medium-sized enterprises. Uh, we're going to talk to SMMEs on their businesses, their challenges. Uh, but this evening, uh, we get to speak to uh, CEDA. And uh, we talk to a specific part of their program, and that is the CEDA Technology Program. And uh, I'm joined on the line uh, to uh, talk about this particular program by the acting, acting executive at uh, the CEDA Technology Program, and that's Mr. Tervin Jafta. Uh, Tervin, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, good evening, Ayabonga, and good evening to your listeners. Tervin, let's maybe start off here. I mean, uh, you know, we had a chance to speak to uh, the Chief Executive Officer at CEDA uh, sometime last week and uh, I guess got a, a much clearer sense of what it is uh, that uh, the agency does. Uh, yeah. And this time around, one would think you've got, I guess, different programs. Where does the technology program fit into, uh, I guess, the broader mix of uh, the offerings of uh, the small enterprise development agency? Okay. Um, thank you, again. Thank you so much for for the opportunity. And um, I think um, and in phrasing the conversation, it's good that you had a chance to speak to our CE. So, so the CEDA Technology Program is a is a, a subset program of the uh, of the CEDA, uh, CEDA as an organization. And in the main, it deals with three broad programs. So, um, under my portfolio sits our Technology Incubation Program, which is the biggest program currently in our portfolio. Mm. where we have just over 100 incubators under management um, in different sectors and subsectors. Um, and we, as you know, Ayabonga, uh, that the incubation program follows a very structured continuum, mm. and it also includes an accelerator program. Then we have the conformity assessment program, which deals with anything related to product testing, product certification, product design, uh, and where we really try and support entrepreneurs to produce high-quality products, uh, for both local and international markets. And I think that is quite strongly fitting within our new localization and import substitution program as driven by the Department of Small Business Development under the leadership of our minister. So, so if you look at our program on conformity assessment, it tries to deal with how do you get a products produced by small businesses to meet both national and international demands mm. and, and, uh, and, and, and the quality standards that is set by markets and also to get these products um, to be produced consistently uh, following a set of standards and what we call techn- technical regulation. Mm. So, so there is that program. It also sits under the City Technology Program. And then our last program deals with our technology transfer and technical assistance program, which also includes innovation uh, uh, program. So mm-hmm. under our technology transfer and technical assistance program, we provide uh, entrepreneurs with access to product or process technology, we deal with the um, acquisition of the technology, but also to enhance the productive uh, sets of the of the of the uh, of the company. We we introduce new technologies into the businesses when needed, 
and we also provide them with uh, uh, incentive wow. financing to be able to finance uh, certain technology. Yeah. Turvin, um, just, just yeah. a quick one there. I mean, when we talk about these services, um, yeah. who are we talking about here? Because one would think if you're talking about technology, there's an entire sort of continuum and a value chain. Uh, yeah. There might be the big players who either, you know, you have to license the technology from, uh, or there might be a small player with a new invention or a patent looking to commercialize what it is that they do. Yeah. And in some cases, you might have, you know, I, I know in the auto sector, for instance, maybe a component supplier, you know, who needs very specific technological support in order yeah. for them to meet a very, I guess, specific sort of procurement need on the part of some of the big players there. Um, who exactly w- would you would you be working with, I guess, in those three scenarios? Okay. So, so typically, if you look at, uh, like you said, the continuum uh, from a commercialization perspective, right, a technology commercialization perspective, we normally operate within what we call a, a chasm, a technology chasm. So if you look at the chasm, it's split in what we call technology readiness level. So it's, uh, it, it ranges from technology readiness level one to about technology readiness level nine. Typically, CEDA will operate within your TRL, we call it just your abbreviation is TRL, from TRL level, level four right to nine. And we, what we do is with any uh, uh, entrepreneur with a good idea that has been validated uh, through the, you know, the, the idea has been validated, the product has been tested, the product is ready for market, it will then come into our fold. And we, form, we use two methods of taking the product to market. One, we use a licensing agreement, so mm-hmm. the licensing process, like what you indicated, so where the technology sits within a science council, university, it's IP that doesn't belong to you, but there's an entrepreneur that will want to take to market. We follow that process, or we follow a direct process where the SME has its own technology, and we provide them with a series of interventions to be able to commercialize the technology. Mm. So, so CEDA plays in that space. We play in TR level 4 space to a TR level 9 space. Mm. where we really provide that support intervention to be able to commercialize that technology. And like I said, we provide both product and process technology. So machining equipment, know-how, uh, uh, um, IP protection, um, if need be. So, so all, all, all this, the type of support interventions from a business development support mm. and a technical support we provide from a TR level 4 level. Um, okay. uh, yeah. All right. Tervin, I want, I want you to hold the line there for me for a second uh, while we take okay. a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, I want us to talk about, uh, you know, the relationship between yourselves as CEDA and many of the uh, existing incubation centers, accelerators, hubs, you know, and all manner of organizations that operate in the space. Uh, is there any interface, uh, if any? And uh, I guess uh, that's the question we'll return to after this brief break. 22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our SMME exchange here on Metro FM Talk. And this evening, uh, we uh, check in with the small enterprise development agency, CEDA. And uh, talking in particular uh, to their program, which is the uh, CEDA Technology Program. And I'm joined by the acting executive for this program at CEDA, uh, Mr. Turvin Jafta. And uh, we're talking about uh, the suite of services uh, that uh, they offer. And uh, you would know, of course, that uh, CEDA as an entity uh, providing all manner of uh, non-financial support and business service support uh, for uh, small and medium-sized enterprises. And uh, Turvin, I guess before we went to the break, a uh, big question mark uh, on my end was about mm-hmm. your relationship as CEDA with many of the incubators, hubs, accelerators that operate in the technology space, uh, which uh, I guess uh, already exist in their own right. Is there any relationship that you would have as uh, a CEDA with those incubators? And if so, what? Yeah. 
Um, uh, Ayabonga, as you are aware, traditionally, um, CR, we have about 20 years history in, in setting up incubators mm. and building incubators, different incubation models. Um, uh, but in 2019-20, uh, Minister, uh, uh, in her uh, budget vote, made a pronouncement that CEDA will now pivot into being a lead incubator or the incubator of incubator. What that means is that we now need to service not just our portfolio of incubators, but service all the incubators, accelerators, mm. hubs. Um, and, you know, in some cases, they also call themselves prosperators and, 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 uh, and, and different other names. So, so since 2019, we then developed what we call an ecosystem facilitator model and a framework around how, as a, how we operate within an ecosystem and how do we really support um, uh, all the incubators and accelerators and hubs that deploys an incubation or an acceleration model mm. uh, with, a, with a series of support interventions. So with the key being uh, at, the, at, the, at the center of that ecosystem model is the entrepreneur. So mm. if the entrepreneur sits in a private incubator, we then provide them with a range of support through that incubator um, um, to be able to then grow their businesses. So uh, I think uh, we've, we've now fully focused on, on that model. We have that incub- uh, uh, incubator ex- um, uh, ecosystem facilitator model. And we've also in 2020 finalized the national incubation standard, uh, which is a science standard. Now, the reason why we did that is we, we also wanted to ensure that we set a set of uh, benchmarking frameworks against what an incubator really is and what an incubator is not. Because what we've realized is that many people um, create these incubators and the entrepreneur that enters these incubators come back very disappointed because they don't get the right service or they don't understand what type of service they will get from the incubator. So Mm. the standard has been finalized. Uh, It's a sound standard, um, um, uh, SATS 2234. Uh, and it's now available on the SABS uh, uh, e-portal. Mm, mm, mm. And, and I guess, you know, a lot of that is really about regularizing the type of experience that, uh, you know, tech entrepreneurs would go through in uh, many of these different programs. Yeah. Because I guess that's been a major concern in the ecosystem, uh, that there, there really isn't a holding sort of quality assurance function uh, that regularizes the experience of, of many people who participate in these programs. Um, and uh, also in a context where people are jumping from one program to the next, yeah. Uh, yeah. which I guess is, a, you know, is probably uh, a, a very, I guess, serious indictment on uh, our ecosystem of incubators in the country if, if people are moving from one to the next without being able to exit in a way that allows them to operate. Surely you, you would also have some type of exit strategy in place for many of those who go through these programs and, and really link them to other forms of support yeah. that exist in your sister organizations. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you again, spot on uh, Ayabonga. All our incubators, remember our incubators are Section 21 companies, mm. or not Section 21, NPCs, uh, trusts. So, so the investment that the state makes in the incubators is there to ensure that beyond the lifespan of the incubator, the services will continue because we invest quite heavily as the, as the state in the, these incubators and accelerators. Um, but we but we want to make sure that these incubators now operate f- uh, fully. We also all our incubators have a clear exit strategy, so that once you once you finalize your incubation process, for if you, for instance, our, all our incubators now have a standardized pre-incubation program, uh, and it's 
very closely aligned to an accelerator framework so mm. so that we don't spend too much uh, early stage but we we get you out of the blocks or we 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 get you we, we get to mvp very quickly and then we push you into real business model development and then once you have graduated and you're in the incubator for three years um in some of our incubators like our life science incubator our higher end incubators we can take up to four or five years to keep you there because th- those are very regulated st- uh, sectors but when you when you graduate into post incubation it's where we now make sure that you graduate into a market segment mm. you 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 graduate into your own facility your own factory your own co-work space or into a co-work space where you operate and you co-create with other entrepreneurs mm. but you still plow back uh, and a good example and I don't know if I can put it on your radio but a good example is one of, is one of one of our graduates that today is a very list, a, a big entity a listed entity mm. enterprise but was started in a small in an incubator one Who's of our that? incubators adept it adept it yeah adept it school mm. yeah school was one of our incubators in smart exchange and today you know it's a, it's a listed company so mm. and i and i can speak about many others that has been in our incubation program and today they are they are really doing very very well but they are plowing back into the ecosystem for mm. me that is that is what we want sure, we want sure. them to see plowing back but i abonga what we now trying to build a cedar is the end of the continuum because mm. the end of the continuum has been very neglected um you know when an entrepreneur graduates out of the incubator or accelerator how do we uh, link it to structured vc funding how do you transform the vc tra- vc space you know how do you bring new uh, players within the vc space because you need a very matured but a growing vc space to be able to support at the end of the continuum and i think that is what we now want to champion as cedar in partnership with our sister entity which is cifa to ensure that we build end of continuum we make funding available um um easier for the entrepreneur but in in different pocket sizes you know mm. so so we we will deal with pre pre seed seed and we want to grow grow the seed pocket because the seed pocket in south africa is very it's not good enough and it's not it's not it's not structured enough mm. i think the only financing finance finance uh, financier at that at that stage is is tia mm. uh, our other partner which is the technology innovation agency but we want to grow that space because we see a lot of opportunities there and then move it into series series a and then series b and then sure. follow on because because once we are able to mature the ecosystem and mature the continuum at the end we will be able to see a higher throughput Mm. Another one that I I normally advocate for is for higher risk capital funding because in South Africa we don't have risk capital funding. Mm. Um we are very risk averse. Uh financiers don't fund risk quite easy and we are advocating for the establishment of a risk capital fund at the end of the continuum to be able to drive um um South Africa mm. taking more risk and, and investing in our SMEs and specifically sure. our tech startups differently. If you are if you can remember our minister has also made a commitment uh and the president made that commitment mm. in the state of the nation address around the 15000 startups. So the 15000 startups is where we're going to invest a bit differently. Sure. We're going to support differently uh and we want to grow that pool uh of startups uh, specifically in the tech space. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Tevin, uh it is unfortunate and uh, we have run out of time uh because there's so much more I wanted to ask you but maybe just as we wrap up uh where and how can young people get hold of cedar uh because we've certainly heard in the last while uh, you know 
murmurs and rumors of co-location, ensuring that you know many of these institutions are easily accessible in places where people can find them, even if it means you know we're using municipal spaces or old yeah. rent offices in townships and many other places. Um, you know, for the entrepreneurs that are listening on the other side, where can they access some of the uh, you know suite of services and support that you provide? Okay, so the easiest point is our website, um, um, www.cida.org.za. Mm. Um, if you click on contact us, you will see us, uh, the range of our network, both our branch network as well as our incubator network. And, and again, I think you are spot on. I think our vision now is to build these facilities in townships, in villages, using existing infrastructure, uh, but re- repurposing them. Uh, for instance, we now have a three-tiered model of co-work, co-make, and co-market spaces. Um, so our new new tiered incubators will have that type of spaces where you have co-working spaces similar to your more traditional, well-structured work co-working spaces in a township. Mm. Um, you know, so that is what we are now building. Uh, I think we've released our first uh, uh, ten uh, township-based incubators, um, uh, and we're also now releasing our next nine. Uh, uh, centers for entrepreneurship, rapid incubators for young people mm. in TVET colleges. So we have the currently the biggest concentration of in, uh, incubators in TVET colleges because what, we, what we've realized is that we want to convert a vocational skill into a business. So mm. turning a job seeker in a job cre- into a job creator. And, and our new incubators in TVET colleges are, are now starting to take traction. I'll, I'll sure. see, we see a lot of traction there. Uh, and, and they are in township campuses of these TVET colleges. Mm. Again, co-work spaces, make spaces where they will have rapid prototyping facilities to allow these entrepreneurs to have access to 3D printers and the latest technology to build first-day prototypes so they can go to market with a prototype and not just, um, you know, with an idea, but really l- build that idea out and then go to the market with something that they can showcase. Yeah. Okay. Turban, we'll have to leave it there. Real pleasure catching up with you and thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us this evening. Thank you, Ibongo. See you. Thank you so much for your opportunity. Thank you. Turvin Jafta there speaking to us uh, for our uh, SMME exchange this evening, acting uh, executive at the CEDA Technology Program. Go check them out there uh, on that uh, website and uh, hoping soon, of course, that uh, you'll be uh, able, uh, within walking uh, or a stone's throw of a distance, uh, to be able to access some of the services that are provided by many in the small business ecosystem in the public space, uh, including, uh, of course, uh, the likes of the Small Enterprise Development Agency. We're going to take a brief break now. When we come back, uh, we take a look at what's happening in our communities. We're going to start out in Bokonebo Pirima, all the way out in Maiking, where it seems the residents and the business fraternity raising concerns about the poor state of infrastructure and service delivery in the Northwest.